refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. Empathy. It's something that we all strive to have and we like to think of ourselves as well-evolved humans. But as we're about to find out, empathy is an important step in relationships and making sure that we are giving our partners and our family members exactly what they need in terms of emotional sustenance. We welcome back Gabrielle Laurie, Relationships and Sex Therapist from the Thrive Wellness Hub. Welcome, Gabrielle. Hi, Louise. Great to be here. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about empathy today. Now, I think there's a bit of confusion around empathy and sympathy. They're two slightly different things, aren't they? Yeah. I suppose sympathy is feeling pity for someone and empathy is actually putting yourself in your their shoes and trying to see things from their perspective, mm. whether you agree with it or not. Okay. So can you get into why empathy is so important to healthy relationships? Uh, there's actually been numerous studies done uh, over the years that show if couples have empathy or and role model empathy in the families, uh, there's less domestic violence, there's less sexual assault, there's less child abuse, kids stop acting out aggressively. And yeah, there's just so many benefits. It helps you co-regulate, it's good for your health. People that have developed empathy skills have better stress management, so um, get less unwell. They have better workplace teamwork abilities because it's not about right and wrong and dog eat dog. It's about working together as a team and the issue can be put over there rather than trying to blame and attack each other's character. Yes, understand that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of the skills that we that we need to develop to make sure that we're being empathetic to the people in our lives. I suppose the easiest, quickest way I teach couples just to get started is I found over the years that I've worked with couples, I think it may be the conditioning of a lot of men and women. We're just being conditioned pretty differently. So uh, a lot of men, when they hear their partner's pain, they want to fix it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <Yep>. And <laughs> that's not showing empathy, but they think it is. They want to help. And so they might say, oh, you should do this or you should do that or, or just get over it. It's all right. Or don't worry or calm down. None of that. Well, is empathy and and will achieve the opposite result. <laughs> yes. And I think it's really interesting, isn't it, that as women, sometimes we don't want a solution. We just want to vent it out and have them listen. Absolutely. Well, we're grown adults. We're equal adults. We have equal capacity to figure out our own steps to resolve a problem and, and so do men. And, and I'd like to say some women lack empathy as well. So it's not just men who've been conditioned this way. Many people have grown up in families that thought feelings were a weakness or empathy is a weakness and you should just drink a cup of co- a concrete and get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> a yeah. cup of cement. Love it. A cup of cement. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and I'm thinking about a situation that I had. I was unwell. And I mentioned to a friend of mine that I was unwell. And that friend felt incredibly guilty because they couldn't drop everything and come over and do something to fix it. Mm. And I said, why are you feeling guilty? That is not your responsibility. I was just telling you that 
I'm unwell and I'm in pain. And that's yeah. okay. I felt better after telling you that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a classic example and I'm sure that it happens a lot. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. All right. So let's not let's not fix things, but let's try and put each other in the other's shoes. Yeah. And and uh, I suppose the technique that I show couples that makes it really easy is to imagine you're holding an empty garbage bin. And say your partner comes home from work and, you know, you notice they're a bit off or whatever. After you put the kids to bed or whatever's happening, you can say, hey, babe, like, do you want to talk about what's happening with your day? You seem, you don't seem like yourself or, and they might say, oh yeah, my boss is on my back and this deadline and my colleague won't do their share and all this kind of stuff. And you've got to practice pretending with that invisible bin just to sit and listen for what feelings they're feeling and you imagine grabbing them out of the air and saying oh wow babe that sounds really stressful put it in the bin oh no wonder you feel frustrated put it in the bin wow I can see how exhausting that would feel put it in the bin so that's basically what empathy is you're just validating someone's feelings. You don't have to give them a solution. You don't have to agree with what the thoughts that have got them to that place. So, yeah, it can be that easy. There's other steps to it, but for a quick radio show, that's a quick step. Okay. <laughs> well, we might come back after the break and delve a little bit more into empathy and what we can do to practice that in our daily relationships. We're back with Gabrielle Laurie, Relationships and Sex Therapist from the Thrive Wellness Hub. And we were previously talking about empathy and that in practice in relationships. So, Gabrielle, already we've got a fair few tips on how important empathy is. But let's talk about when empathy is lacking, how that can manifest and cause an issue in relationships. I suppose one of the most common things I see amongst couples, again, as well, is when, and it's to do with our conditioning again, we're both just males and females can be conditioned pretty differently. So sometimes when a male partner in a heterosexual couple hears their partner feeling hurt, sad or angry and it's triggered by something the male partner said or did, straight away he might feel like a failure Mm. uh, and and get defensive. However, I want to remind people that we're not responsible for other people's happiness. So we might accidentally trigger some feelings in them that, you know, are uncomfortable or painful. But all, all we can do to really help the situation is show some empathy. We don't have to agree with them. We just can say, oh, wow, if you're thinking that way, no wonder you feel hurt or scared. For instance, if, if, a, if a woman got really triggered by her partner taking his phone into the bathroom and she got like a surge of like anxiety and this came across as anger, like, why did you take your phone in the bathroom? If he was able to practice not taking things personally and getting defensive straight away he might say oh babe you seem really anxious like or really scared she might go oh yeah I am and he goes what's going on and then she might be able to figure out oh wow my parent you know my dad used to cheat on my mum growing up and I'm really you know I didn't know I'm scared of the signs that he used to do 
and being ever ever being treated that way because I saw how sad my mum was. So it could be something like that going on. And if we don't take things personally and we show empathy, we'll get to the bottom of it. However, if you go down the path of saying, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Like, why don't you trust me? I can't believe this. Mm. And then, And then just, you know... And we can't leave it all up to the guys as well. He might have a childhood wound triggered. Yes. So so whoever is, you know, can get back online the quickest, which is back in your prefrontal lobe out of your fight, flight or freeze, Yes. can, can try to go, oh, how do we not take this personally? What's really going on when we've got overreactions to something? You know, there could be some wounds underneath. We can help each other heal. And... I suppose a good example is if anyone wants to watch the – there's a Netflix documentary by Brené Brown. It's called The Call to Courage, I think. Yes, she amazing. Does a, yeah, yes. beautiful example with her and her husband of a total misunderstanding they have with each other. Yes. Yeah, and not being able to show empathy until they go, ah, oh, okay, what's really going on here? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can think of a, a numerous examples of uh, times when – Someone's done something quite innocuous and I have been triggered and it's not about them at all. Yeah. Uh, and it's in how we handle it yes. as to what actually is the outcome. If you've got someone who is flooded and they're, they're not in their prefrontal lobe, as you say, yeah. they're not going to be able to make that connection straight away. But maybe the person who's listening might be able to go, is this really about me or, you know, how about we talk it out? And there might be a realisation of something that has absolutely nothing to do with that person that has been triggered. But you only do that by trying to understand the other person and not being defensive yes, or making it about you. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Mm. And even if it is about us, like we can still uh, take some responsibility for the bit that we're agreeing with. Oh, yeah, I can see how that would feel frustrating if if every time I bought the groceries, I only bought the veggies on the list and not the meat because I'm hoping you'll become a vegetarian. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, if I did that to my partner, I could say, oh, okay, I can see how you'd feel frustrated, babe. That's kind of a, you know. If you did that to me, I wouldn't be happy at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. I'm not a vegetarian. This is hypothetical. (laughs) We can go to the Brazilian restaurant meat. (laughs) Yes, Yes. I'm there. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how does it manifest? I'm sure you've probably seen this. When people, for whatever reason, don't have empathy, how does that affect relationships? It can make them absolutely toxic Mm. because when you don't have empathy – the first things you're going to do is listen to reply so you're not really listening. So you can uh, – you, you might go straight into defensiveness. Then you might minimise their pain or dismiss it. You might call them crazy, uh, oversensitive. You know, only psychopaths don't have empathy. Right. And, and narcissists struggle with empathy. Sometimes people on the autism spectrum or Asperger's struggle with empathy, but they can learn it and they do have it. You know, people can learn it. In Nordic countries, they start empathy classes in primary schools. I am a big fan of the Nordic education system. Yeah. Because all of this stuff is actually taught in schools. Yeah. And here we are flailing around as 30-something and 40-something adults learning about it now. Yeah. And how much damage would we have averted 
by oh. knowing this stuff in school as part of our becoming a, a human. Yeah, if we wired this in early, like it's really hard to wire it in, unwire 30 years of conflict resolution style that isn't healthy and try and wire this in. Like when you're an adult, it'd be so much easier. Like Nordic countries struggle to fill their prisons, you know. Yes. <laughs> but we're struggling in Australia with domestic violence, uh, child abuse and sexual assault, yet we're not doing the strongest preventive message things that we could do in schools, which is to learn nonviolent communication by Dr. Marshall Rosenberg. Yes. It's a successful model that's used all around the world. Like it, it can't hurt. Why don't we try it? <laughs> Definitely not. And, you know, if you're listening to this at home and this is really resonating with you, no, it's not taught in schools yet. So we as adults maybe need to, yeah, they're starting, but maybe maybe we need to understand it so that we can make sure that we're following through with that at home and understanding those concepts. And yet again, Gabrielle, you've given us such an insight into just such a small thing that can, these little tweaks can make such a difference to how we communicate with our loved ones. And empathy is certainly one of the important pillars of a successful relationship. So we thank you once again for your wisdom. That was Gabrielle Laurie from the Thrive Wellness Hub Relationships and Sex Therapist.